0: coming up
1: so you have to reject the distractions and the naysayers and you got to understand that they come with force it's, it's not uh, uh, the, it's not usually weak or soft the distraction or the naysayer it's not usually weak or soft it's usually pretty forceful
0: hello and thank you for joining us on one by one the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Sometimes life can leave us feeling discouraged, desperate for a chance to turn things around. But how prepared are you for the opportunities that may come your way? Join us for the message, When Opportunity Comes, where Pastor Rob discusses the ways we should prepare for and respond to new opportunities. Here's part two of the message.
1: But Bartimaeus didn't miss it because he focused on the big picture. And the third thing that we have to do when opportunity comes is three, write this down, respond appropriately to the opportunity. Respond appropriately to the opportunity. Mark ten forty-seven goes on and says, When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. All right. He shouted, y'all. He didn't whisper. He shouted. Have mercy on me. And when he asked for mercy, this says a whole lot about how he looked at himself. He didn't shout and complain. He just asked for mercy. And what is mercy? Mercy is withhold from me what I deserve. That's what mercy is the withholding of what you really deserve. He didn't say, Jesus, I've been like this for X amount of years. It ain't right. It ain't fair. deserve better. No, that's not how that wasn't his response. He said, no, no, I'm a sinner. I done messed up and um, I just, I would like to have some mercy. That's all. He had a clear picture of who he he was. He didn't didn't not get the job and like he starts screaming about nepotism and prejudice and unfairness and that's not what he did. He's, 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 he, he didn't you know, find, he just said, no, I, I stand in need of mercy. Now, we know those things exist in the world that we live in, but we also know that none of us are perfect either. Maybe you didn't say the right stuff. That's the first place you start in the interview. Maybe I could have said something a little different. Maybe I could have presented myself. That's where you should start with yourself first. Bartimaeus started with himself. He says, I need mercy. And he shouted for mercy. He he cried. He he cried out. He he had no shame about crying. He wasn't prideful. He knew that this was an opportunity of a lifetime. This could change his life. So he gave his all, all his energy, all his effort to, hey, this is an opportunity. I need it now. Do all I can to take advantage of the opportunity. So he cried and he shouted and he asked for mercy. Romans 12, 3 says this, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Y'all, y'all been there. I, uh, I you don't have to. I'ma raise my hand. I, I've been there. There's been times where I thought of myself more highly than I should have. I'm, I'm just gonna give an example of me. I'm, you know, I, you know, I know y'all perfect and everything. Y'all ain't never been there, but uh, not this brother boy. Life has taught me some lessons. I remember when um, I first applied for the apprenticeship program at my old job. And uh, they told us that we should uh, enroll in the pre-apprenticeship program first. Because um, it would increase your chances of getting selected. And so I did that and I showed up the first day and you know, they wanted you to take uh, three hours of your own time, twice a week, for 10 weeks to be a part of the pre apprenticeship program. And they're gonna teach you some things of, so that you can do a better job when the tests come around. And so I went the first day and I was, I was like, <sighs> <laughs> again, it was three hours, twice a week, a young time, for 10 weeks. You know, I'm 25, 20, no, I was uh, 23 at the time, 23 years old at the time. So I go the first day, and I'm like, I don't need to be here. I got this, you know, I got good grades in school, I'm good in math, and I think I can do well without this. Went back to sex, so I started crying, "Do, do you have to? <laughs> I start asking around. Is it necessary? Can you know? Is this you know? And somebody told me, no, nah, you don't have to. You know, no, you don't have to. And so I went back the second time. I was like, I don't. Know. So I stopped going. Test came around about three months later. And I'm sitting in the test, and I'm going like, and they say like five minutes left. (laughs) And I'm like halfway through. And so I just start going, A, C, D, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And they, they tested us in four categories. And, um, and so, you know, anyway, long story short, I didn't get in, okay? They showed me my scores, you know, I did pretty good on the math. Math I maxed out, but the other stuff, areas I was, you know, lacking. I didn't get selected for the apprenticeship program. About two years later, they opened it up again. Fool me once, <laughs> the next time the only thing I did differently was I stayed in that program. That's the only thing I did differently. Okay? Only thing I did differently. I hadn't done nothing else, just did that, stayed in the program, put my 10 weeks in, did everything they asked, tests came around, maxed out every area get into the apprenticeship program. And that changed the course of my life. I'm standing, the position I have now on my job was built on that apprenticeship program. I'm I'm just saying, (laughs) when you don't prepare, you don't see opportunity. You won't even recognize opportunity. And I was 20, the 23-year-old, stupid, <laughs> hard-headed, thinking too highly of himself, young man. And missed an opportunity. Thank God it came back around. But sometimes they don't come back around. Sometimes they go, and that's it. That's my story. So we have to respond appropriately when opportunity comes. Bartimaeus didn't have no pride, nothing about it. Number four, how to respond to when when opportunity comes, we got to reject the distractions and the naysayers. We have to reject the distractions and the naysayers. And to do this, one of the things that we have to do, we have to understand that they often come with force. Write that down. They often come with force. Distractions and naysayers often come with force. Mark 10, 48 says this. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Now, now walk with me you know, let's, let's just relate to Bartimaeus here he realized this is an opportunity of his lifetime this, this is the one who can fix all his problems and he's crying out he said no no this is an opportunity of my lifetime and there are folks saying shut up and it says it was many it wasn't just one or two a crowd of folk coming down they saying shut up be quiet Get, get the picture. Bartimaeus saying that's not just Jesus of Nazareth. Y'all don't get it. Do you, you know that my life can change today? And you're telling me to be quiet? If he <laughs> had to listen to them, he wouldn't experience what we read that he experienced. So you have to reject. The distractions and the naysayers, and you got to understand that they come with force. It's, it's, not, uh, uh, the, it's not usually weak or soft, the distraction or the naysayer. It's not usually weak or soft. It's usually pretty forceful. It's, a lot of times it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of them, it's a lot of it. It's strong, it's tempting, it's pushing you, it's tugging at you, it's not easy. But he had enough sense to know, no, no, I hear what you're trying to do, but this is an opportunity of my lifetime. So he did the, the second thing that he did to reject them. B, write this down. He strengthened, we got, you have to strengthen our conv- convictions. We have to strengthen our convictions. I, I hope you figured it out by now. Everybody ain't happy when you get an opportunity, all right? Sometimes some of the folk you thought would be happy and would rejoice with you, they don't. Sometimes it's your spouse that you thought would gonna rejoice with you, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's your kids. Sometimes it's your parents. Your brothers or sisters, folk that you are close to you Sometimes they don't see it either. (laughs) It's this. This is one of one of the (laughs) one of the toughest things. And if you if y'all can just walk, agree with me here. One of the toughest things about struggling and trying to get through life and get where you're supposed to be is your family. Dealing with your family. Because sometimes there's you know, sibling, not just sibling rivalry, but sibling jealousy going on in the family. Everybody ain't happy for you when you get an opportunity. You just got to know that. Everybody don't want to even hear about it. They don't want to hear it. Sometime they'll let you know. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, what, what, what did you do to get that? You know, who, who's but you kissing? Yeah, it's the world we live in. Everybody ain't happy. So we have to strengthen our convictions. So what did Bartimaeus do? Mark 10, 48. It says many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. He turned up the volume. (laughs) And when they said he was shouting at this level and they said shut up, he said and then he he responded by shouting at this level. Because, see, not only now does he have to take advantage of the opportunity, he has to overcome the forces trying to keep him from the opportunity. Do you know that there are forces trying to keep you from your opportunity? And some of those forces you can't see. Because we're in spiritual warfare. The enemy don't want to see you be where God wants you to be. Doing what God wants you to do. He doesn't want to see it. So if we have to strengthen our convictions. Bartimaeus did that. He shouted even louder. Because this was an opportunity. And he understood that. Um, I just recently. and I shared this with the team. I recently heard. Uh, uh, Chadwick Bozeman. He's the star of Black Panther. And he gave the commencement message at Howard University recently. And in his message, he was telling his story about how he was coming up in the acting field. And he landed a position with the popular soap opera. And they said, uh, we like your work and we want you to be around a long time. There's anything we can do for you? Let us know. And he saw that as an opportunity. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I, I you know I had some questions about my character." And he says, uh, "Where is my character, Father?" And they said, "He left when you was young." Of course. <laughs> he said, "Okay, I guess that could happen, but." Uh, Because he said he got this role and he was conflicted because there was not even an ounce or any glimpse of hope or good in his character, and he was concerned about the character, so he was conflicted in playing the role, and so he saw an opportunity to ask some questions. So he asked, "Where's my father?" And they told him, "Of course, he left when you was young." He said, "Okay, I guess that's not you know that you know." Could not be stereotypical, but uh, he said, well, you alluded, the story seems to allude to the fact that my mother was struggling taking care of us. And they said, yeah, because she's addicted on heroin. And he said, okay. So while he having this conversation, the, uh, one of the producers, whoever, they pulled out his resume and he said, oh, I see you graduated from Howard University. He said, yeah, proudly, he said, yeah. And then he said, he said a few more conversations. They said, well, we'll be watching you. Something like that. And he got a phone call or a message from his agent the next day, they said they decided to go another way. They had promised him the position and promised him to be around a long time, but After he shared a few, asked a few questions, they decided to go another way. Hmm. He says, but he believes that the fact that he stood up for his convictions, that it opened the doors for him to play the role of James Brown, and Jackie Robinson, and Thurgood Marshall, and then lastly, T'Challa, In the Black Panther, he believes the fact that he stood and voiced himself, that it opened up those doors for him. So sometime we have to strengthen our convictions. So Bartimaeus did that. He shouted louder. And then look what happened. Mark 10, 49 says, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So after he shouted louder, Jesus heard him, he got Jesus' attention, and he called him. And so they called to the blind man, Cheer up, you're on your feet. These same folk who were saying, Shut up. <laughs> All right. And he's and, and he said, He is calling you. So now get the picture. He strengthened his convictions. He recognized that it was an opportunity. He shouted, he wasn't prideful, and now he's standing in the presence. Of Jesus. Wow. Right there. And then the story moves on. And this takes us to the next point. Number five. We have to respect the opportunity and those who are providing it. Respect the opportunity and those who are providing it. Mark 10, 50, 51 says, throwing his cloak aside, Bartimaeus, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Now he's at the feet of Jesus. Now the first thing Bartimaeus did was he, he threw his cloak aside. He threw off his garment. Now, I, I like to look at this as he changed his appearance. Some 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 time to to uh Respect an opportunity, you just can't come any old kind of way. You, you, you got to change your appearance a little bit. Fix something up, you know, put on a suit jacket, throw a tie on, you know, something, do something. You know, act like, act like you're respecting the opportunity. So he threw off his garment and he, he's now at the feet of Jesus. And then Jesus says to him, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him and then he said, Rabbi. That was a respectful term. Some translation says it says, Lord, master. So he greeted him with respect, changed his appearance and greeted the Lord with Respect. And Jesus had asked him, what do you want me to do? Which takes us to the sixth thing that we must do when opportunity comes. Request what is best, not just good. Request what is best, not just good. Mark 10, 51, 51, 50 and 51 goes on and says, as we said, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet. He jumped at the opportunity, (laughs) came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. I want to see. Now, think about this. Bartimaeus had a lot of problems, okay? He, we already talked about him, he had been cast aside, probably didn't have very many friends, socially a castaway, can't participate in all the things happening. He was poor, because he was begging on the side of the road, unemployed, Okay, lonely, Alone, He had a lot of problems. He, he could have asked for a whole lot of things. But he said, I want to see. Because he knew that the root to all his issues was the fact he couldn't see. I want to ask you. If Jesus asked you, what do you want me to do for you? Have you even thought about it enough? Amidst all your problems, all your stuff, you know, there's a whole, several things in your life you wish would change. Okay. There's a whole lot of things, and we all got them. We all like, yeah, if I can get rid of that, if I can get rid of that, I can get rid of that. But have you thought about it? enough and got to the root and if he asks you what do you want me to do is it clear in your mind what you would ask for or are you just asking for what's your present problem or your present struggle he had a lot of present problems he was begging on the side of the road okay present problem i ain't got no money okay (laughs) i'm broke I ain't got no job, okay? Those are present problems. But he didn't ask for, Lord, if you can just, you know, break me off some coins. It ain't what he asked for, okay? He didn't say, he didn't say Lord, I, you know, I ain't got no friends. If you can just, you know, make people like me. He didn't ask for that. He says, I want to see. Have you figured out? the root of your problems or issues or struggles clear enough that if God asked you that you could tell him specifically what you want or will he have to look at a grocery list of your wants or have you figured it out this is really what I really 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 need right there. Bartimaeus had worked it out. So when the opportunity came, he could articulate very clearly. Think about it this way. We all probably had that, that, you know, that last interview question that most interview panels give. So, yeah, you have any last things that you would like to tell us? you know, they call it your elevator pitch or, and you're like, um. <laughs> I've been on a few interview panels and sometimes I'm amazed that some of the responses that come out, you know, it's uh, that's, that's not well articulated. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like, did you even look at this job description? You know, just really. Did you do any homework on the organization? And you 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 don't I ask you, do you have any questions for us? And you have no question? Really? And you want us to pay you what? Bartimaeus worked it out. It was clear. He had he articulated it. And he just put it in, what? How many words is that? Four words. I want to see. When your opportunity come, will you know what to articulate? You've been crying about it all this time. You've been complaining about it all this time. Your, your friend's getting tired of hearing you talking about it. And then it comes and you... Don't know how to articulate it. Not him. And his request was what was best, not just good. It would have been good for him to get friends. It would have been good for him to get food. It would have been good for him to get a job. But it was better if he can just see. He understood that. Sometimes we get caught up in the good and we don't see what's best. We get caught up in superficial things. Psalms 119.72 says, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. The Psalmist is speaking to God. He was saying, Lord, your words are better than gold or silver. He made, he, he understood what was best. And this takes us to the last point, number seven. Remember where your blessings come from. Remember where your blessings come from. Mark ten fifty two says, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Y'all see that? He says, I want to see. He received his request. He used his request to follow Jesus. I'm going to say that again. When the blessing came, when the thing he had worked out that he needed, when he received it, he used it to follow Jesus. Now, because he can see he can follow. It was difficult to follow when he couldn't see. And he physically followed Jesus along the road. Think about this. You've been blind. I, I didn't tell us how long Bartimaeus had been blind. But he'd been blind some time. I'm sure there was a whole lot of other stuff that would have caught his eye. That he would want to see. But he used his sight to follow Jesus. If God gave you, you had fixed it, you had worked it out in your head what you needed or wanted, and you asked God for it and God gave it to you, let me ask you, what would you do with it? And what would you do with it first? Would you be like Bartimaeus and follow Jesus with it? So Bartimaeus remembered where his blessings came from. James 1.17 says, every good. And perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. He understood that that every good thing that ever happened to me is coming down from above. Every good thing. Everything. The fact I can blink my eyes, move move my finger, take a breath, is a good thing that came from God. Bartimaeus understood that. So when opportunity comes, we have to regard opportunity. And that means we got to prepare for it. We got to recognize opportunity. We have to respond to appropriately to opportunity. We have to reject the distractions and naysayers. And we need to respect the opportunity and those who provide it. And we need to request what is best, not just good. need to remember where our blessings come from
0: you've been listening to one by one here's a personal message from pastor robert
1: you may have never said yes to jesus christ do you know that god loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin if you're ready to say yes to the love that god showed Pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer i want to be the first to welcome you to the family of god and i want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about jesus draw closer to god and to other believers god bless you to learn
0: more about quench life christian fellowship visit quenchlife.org you can follow us on facebook subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect with us on LinkedIn also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry
1: updates join us next time it would have been a missed opportunity for your child to hear God speak makes me wonder the times I wasn't paying attention to my son perhaps (laughs) what what did i lose what was missing what didn't happen that could happen because he gave his attention his son heard the voice of god that's a big deal thank you for listening